Good evening, Richmond Hill. Will you pray with me? O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Most Christians probably could not imagine having a year go by without celebrating the sacred holidays of Christmas and Easter. It is generally understood by all Christians of all denominations of all over the world that no Christian calendar and no church programming is complete without the observance of those two days and seasons. Christmas is the event that celebrates the birth of Jesus and the beginning of his ministry of redemption on earth. Easter celebrates the resurrection of Jesus and God's ultimate victory over sin and death. Can you imagine there not being a Christmas or Easter pageant? Or hearing the words, there is no room in the inn for Jesus to be born? Or he is risen, he is risen indeed. Think about there not being any song sung like Silent Night or Christ the Lord is Risen Today. I would submit that it's absolutely impossible to understand the meaning of the Christian faith without observing and understanding the sacred events of Christmas and Easter. There's also a third holiday, a third sacred event, that is just as central to our understanding of what it means to be a Christian and what it means to be the church. That third event is Pentecost, and remarkably, a great many Christians and congregations do not observe that day at all. Pentecost shifts the focus of Christian community away from the singular focus of the life of Jesus and onto the clear focus of the ministry of the church, Christ's living body in the world. The word Pentecost literally means 50th or 50th day. The term originated with Judaism's celebration of the first harvest of the agricultural year which is called the Feast of Weeks, or Shavuot. Devout Jews were required by Jewish law to come to Jerusalem to celebrate. Shavuot is the marking of seven weeks after Passover and the remembrance of Yahweh giving the Torah, the covenant to Moses on Mount Sinai. It's also Israel's chance to offer thanksgiving for what God has given and what they have received from their, their labor. Christian observance of Pentecost is so called because it occurred during the major Jewish festival. However, rather than being observed as an agricultural festival, the Christian observance of Pentecost is marked as the birthday of the church. Pentecost is the day recorded in the second chapter of Acts when the Holy Spirit suddenly filled the room with the sound of a powerful wind. For those who have suffered through hurricanes and tornadoes, you know that sound. What appeared to be tongues of fire appeared over the heads of each one. Fire that is seen rushing towards someone is equally terrifying, but this time Jesus' followers were not afraid. They look at each other and they laugh with a delight that breaks forth an uncontrollable babbling about the life of Jesus. The disciples began to speak in, in a language that allowed all people that had gathered in Jerusalem from more than a dozen different countries to understand what the disciples were saying in their own native language. The power of Pentecost was that the confusion of languages that was associated with the Tower of Babel in Genesis was being reversed, as people from all over the known world were able to hear the message of the gospel in their own language. Pentecost was a refashioning of an agricultural festival as 3,000 souls were added to the followers of Jesus, resulting in a great harvest of the early church. That great harvest of converts occurred after the power of the Holy Spirit was in full display in the life and words of the Apostle Peter. This is the same Peter who 53 days earlier had said about Jesus, I never knew him. This is the same Peter who had nothing to say about Jesus when someone asked him directly if, it was, if he was the one 
of, of Jesus' followers. Peter on the day of Pentecost stood before a crowd of the same people he once feared and boldly declared the gospel of Jesus Christ. Peter stood before many of the same people who had shouted, crucify him on the day Jesus stood trial before Pontius Pilate. Now Peter declared in no uncertain terms the man they had ordered to be crucified was in fact the son of God. How did Peter go from being frightened to being fearless? How did Peter go from being cowardly to being courageous? How did Peter go from denying Jesus to defending Jesus before the very same people in the very same place? Peter did not simply change his mind. Peter himself was changed. Peter and the other 10 apostles and other men and women were set on fire for Jesus Christ to such a degree that it has been said about them, here are those who are turning the world upside down. What happened to them and what needs to happen to everyone who calls him or herself a disciple of Jesus Christ is what Pentecost is all about. Pentecost is the day we remember when how the, that anointing took place. While they were all huddled in a room in Jerusalem behind locked doors, the Holy Spirit, Jesus' the Spirit, God's Spirit, the Spirit of love, was poured out upon them. They began to speak in other languages, but what they were saying was understood clearly in the native language of each person gathered in Jerusalem that day. You see, the power of Pentecost was not the unknown tongues in which the apostles were speaking. The miracle was that people from every known region of the world were able to understand what was being said in his or her own tongue. It was immediately after the miracle of understanding that something else of equal importance took place. The work of the church in the world as God's agent of reconciliation and evangelism began. On Pentecost, the followers of Jesus were called away from their roles as spectators into the role of central participants in God's work of redemption and salvation. As a result of Pentecost, we do not watch what somebody else is doing for God, but are being equipped by the power of the Holy Spirit so we can become actively involved in the work of salvation and redemption. That is what Pentecost is all about. It is the day Jesus officially transfers to his disciples the responsibility of spreading the message of salvation. Pentecost is the day when God begins the process of converting the world to faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, lived out in the living body of Christ, the church. The purpose of Pentecost is to remind every Christian that even though Christ died for our sins and that by our baptism we accept the forgiveness of our sins, there's something else each one of us needs to do. We need to receive the Holy Spirit so we can do the work of discipleship that awaits each one of us. I love the Pentecost hymn that says, Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew, that I may live as you did live and do what you would do. Let me share three brief observances about Pentecost. First, take a look at the crowd that was gathered on Pentecost and then take a look at almost every church in the country. If you held a map up of the world as it was known in the first century AD and then listened to the roll call of, of the nations represented in Jerusalem on Pentecost, you would see that every known continent, race, and ethnic group was gathered there that day. Remember that Jews had by this time spread into every religion region of the world. On Pentecost and as on Passover and other major Jewish holidays, devout Jews returned to Jerusalem. That is why there were there people there from Africa, Asia, and Europe. That is why Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, and Persians all were present in one place at one time. God was doing two wonderful things at once. 
He was converting people who could take the message back to their respective countries and establish the gospel throughout the world. And perhaps more importantly for today, he was establishing a church that consisted of and welcomed people from every race and region of the world. No one was excluded. From its very inception of the day of Pentecost, the church was a diverse community, and not by human agency, but by divine power and, and presence through the spirit of the risen Christ. God encounters each one of us wherever we are, whoever we are. God meets us, loves us, and dwells within us, and infuses us with so much life that we are moved to become our fuller selves and embrace the dream that is larger than just ourselves. Second, Pentecost is the day when gender walls come down. Peter said Pentecost is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel who said, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Pentecost is the day when God tears down all walls of division in the world and the church. We need to move beyond the idea that God cannot use someone in the ministry of the gospel. Paul would go on to say, in Christ there is neither male nor female, slave nor free, neither Jew nor Gentile. The same Paul who commended Timothy commended Phoebe. These times in which we live are another embodiment of the spirit of Pentecost, as God is once again pouring out his spirit upon our sons and daughters. We need to embrace this aspect of the power and purpose of Pentecost. Third, the miracle of Pentecost is people connected to one another like never before through the miracle of God's Spirit, as a told of God who brings people together, a God who mends brokenness and remakes and transforms separateness into oneness and wholeness and peace. The past 14 months has taught us to appreciate each other and how to be together, even when we can't be physically present with one another. That's why the testimony of togetherness at Pentecost is so powerful and distinct. They were all together, but yet they were not the same. They were all together and the good news exploded to all over the world. Pentecost is not about a bunch of individuals receiving God's spirit. It's about the whole of community being bathed in the spirit of God, in the spirit of love. Christianity is always personal, but never individual. God calls us to be the living body of Christ, sharing the gospel of Christ with the world. Our task as Christ followers who live with the Holy Spirit is to listen for the wind. Watch for the flames. Look for the possibilities. Pentecost, the birth of the church, the living body of Christ in the world. May it be so. Amen.